This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network. Riaz Patel is with us, um, and I want to talk about. You just went to Saudi Arabia yes. and and had an incredible experience over there, and I want to talk to you about that. But I but I would like to see if you can explain this to the audience. Okay. Um, many people in my audience, um, even the ones who want to give me the benefit of the doubt, I have not been able to crystallize in people's heads why it's so critically important that we reach out to people because, and I know this has happened in your life. We talked about it a minute ago. Glenn, nobody on the left is going to change. And my favorite is they won't listen. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep pointing out it, it's time for us to listen. Yeah. And when I say that, people say we have been bending over backwards with the mainstream media and the left for a long time. They railroad every single time. And they're done. They're just tired of it. And they think if we talk, we lose. Mm. Why is it? Give me a reason. If I'm sitting there at home going, I, I, don't, I mean, I'd like this to be true. I'd like this to work. But it's never going to work. Yeah. I think it comes down to intention. I think when we meet people, when someone asks you about yourself, you know instantly if they're interested in you and you know instantly if they're just gouging information. I think when you go through, look, we all feel unsafe. I think a lot of this election is a result of people's direct proportionate feeling of of feeling unsafe and feeling afraid. And I think the way that I don't feel afraid is by getting to know the people around me. That at the end of the day, I'm not looking for a theoretical government to look after me. I'm looking for the people I know and trust. And I think we've lost that ability to say, Look, I don't have a lot in common with you, but I'm still your neighbor and I'm still an American and I'm still going to fight for your rights the way you fight for mine. And I think as I travel, and I've been around this country a lot as a producer, I've driven across the country twice by myself and just gone up to small towns and gone and chatted with people. I have never found anyone negatively react to me when I came in with the right intention, which is I don't know you, you don't know me and asking questions and ask follow-up questions and the genuine enthusiasm is what i thought is the best part of america is because i turned to the person left to me and they don't look exactly like me that's what made us great that is what makes us great somewhere along the line that difference and diversity started to feel divisive and i think we go back to commonality it's so how do we get past how do we get past because you're right we have given the top too much power and the top it could be the top of the moose club you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah. whatever your group is, we have just signed over and become the collective because somebody needed to represent us. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do we find the power when everything in society says you as an individual don't count? By never underestimating the power of your own dining table and your own home is that is your domain to invite people in and show them who you are. I tell Muslims all the time who are afraid, for valid reasons, 
Open up your homes. Talk to people. Invite them in. The more we put our heads under the sand, the more people don't know about us. If you're not exposed to a Muslim, as many people in Alaska weren't, they asked me questions. Is it okay to drink? Do you pray five times a day? What kind? And I would answer them. But if they don't know, how can they know and feel comfortable if they're not allowed to ask? And I do think that is the most horrific downside of this political correctness is that people have lost the ability to just ask a question without feeling they've offended someone. Mm-hmm. You can't offend me if your intention is right. If you don't know, how are you going to know without asking me? Mm-hmm. And I think that, that being locked in this political correctness of everyone, what I will say, no matter where I travel in America, people try so hard to walk on eggshells to not offend me. And I think that is lovely, that they care so much, that they want to delicately ask. And I'm saying, don't worry about it. I'm not a porcelain doll. Ask me what you want. See, I think there used to be a time when all of that was genuine, where people were really good. Now people are afraid to talk to each other because you're going to be called a hater, a racist, a whatever. Now we've, we've put fear drives some of that. Start with your own home. Start with your own dining table. A co- co-worker that you don't know well. Someone at the PTA that you see. How hard is it to say, look, I, why don't you come over to my house? That is where we start taking it back. Rather than being dictated from someone to say that you legally now have to be politically correct, I cannot legally control someone's heart. I cannot legally control someone's prejudice. But I can get into their heart by showing them I'm a human. But there's no, the more you try and regulate people's thoughts and feelings, the more they rebel because it's not, it's not what we're supposed to do. You know, it, it, people ask a question genuinely. It's labeled as racist. Well, that's a terrible way to start a conversation. And I, I would like to retire the word racism to a degree because it's now used for everything. Yeah. I don't know how, as four white people, you prove to anyone you're not racist. You don't like ethnic food. It's too spicy. Racist. You don't like coworkers. Dark skin. Racist. I don't know how you go through life being able to prove to people, look, I'm genuine. And I think the owner should not be on you. Can I tell you something, Riaz? I have spent, and That's refreshing. these guys, I know, these guys will tell you, I have spent the last six years of my life being accused Mm -hmm. of so many things that I am not without anyone actually caring. And then when they do come in, we just had GQ here. Uh, I think it was GQ, wasn't it? Uh, no, it wasn't GQ. It was uh, Rolling Stone. It was not GQ based yeah. on this. Um, yeah. <laughs> Guarantee yeah. GQ did not leave any impression yeah. on this. <laughs> on this yeah, was the sweaters, no. <laughs> um, so uh, it was Rolling Stone. Guy came in. He was, he was perfectly delightful. He said, I know who you are at the end and, and, and was really open and nice. And we had, we fought it out. And we had a breaking point where we both saw each other for who we really were. Mm. That's not the story that was written. And it's like, you know, what do you do? What do you do? And that's why people are turning against the media, turning against... I mean, this, this last election was not as much about Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton as it was about the media. I agree. I agree. When you say, what do you do? I mean, I think the average person withdraws and gets angry. So the exact two things you just talked about as, as the opposite of, of what the solution would be is being out there and talking to people and not being angry and approaching them honestly. The, the natural human reaction to moments like that is to get the hell out of the way but and you know just what? stay in your, in your and, comfortable and area. And look what's happening on social media. Yeah. You are on social media, and if you're not angry... If you're just yes. like, hey, guys, I, let's give this person a chance. I don't think, oh, my gosh, you're dead. And so what do you do? You withdraw. Yeah. 
because it's become so toxic. I think I've had, and we talked about this a bit, I've had so many people over the course of my life tell me that you, are, you shouldn't be here. You, you, who you are is not valid, whether it's the gay side or the Muslim side or the immigrant side, that I think I had to build my own sense of, no, that's absolutely not true. So rather than trusting that laws could protect me, I had to find a way to protect myself mentally, to be able to create a space around me where people did not feel threatened, that if they came into the space in proximity with me, someone they'd never met, that they felt who I was. And that was something, but the key of that is I took my own power back. Why are people so, when did Donald Trump become one human being, become the be-all and end-all socially as well of an entire nation? Forget politically, but now we're mentally, emotionally, and socially all wrapped around because of one human being. Same thing could be said for the left with Barack Obama. Agreed. And the same thing. I would agree with you 100%. Yeah, he became the savior to... I mean, they were photographing him with halos. They gave him the Peace Prize before he actually was inaugurated, I yeah, think. I mean, it's... I literally, I was like, he hasn't done anything yet. Right. And so I agree with you on both sides. And I think, to me, the optimism comes from pendulum swing both ways, and then they come back. And I think we've gone left, now we're going right, Let's go back, but it's not going to come from the top down. It's going to come from us. And isn't it nicer to know that I have the control of my own home to dispel hate at my own dinner table? We have a, we have a great article um, that is on glenbeck.com right now. I want you to read it. It's about your trip over to Saudi Arabia yes. and what you found. We have about three and a half minutes. Sorry. Can you give me the highlight <laughs> yeah, yeah. of that? Very much what I found in Alaska was confirmed in Saudi Arabia, that people are always looking for the worst. And I was shocked by how much more liberal it was, the progressions they made in women's rights that they're continuing to make. This country is galloping forward. And as a gay guy visiting who's googably gay, I was very nervous. And none of that was there. Do they have progress to make? Yes. Could I just say, I don't think Googably is Google-ably. 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 Google your name and find out you're gay is yes. what I love, though. Okay. Googably gay. It's an internal. Googably gay. It means, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Okay. So, but, so I knew that people would know. Uh, the open-mindedness I found, the, the progression of women, the cleverness of these policy meetings, of how they're not, they're not just saying women need to take the veil off and drive. How do you take a woman who's never been out of her house and tell her to drive? She needs to learn what the laws are, what her rights are, what her opinions are. And they're doing the subtle work that needs to happen for change. They're not doing big global change of we're going to do that. They're actually doing the policy and the work. And I was amazed by it. And what I learned in Alaska with these people who said, please tell them we're not dumb racists, was the exact same thing I learned in Saudi Arabia. Please tell them that we're not back in the Stone Ages, that we are turning the corner. Do they have more work to do? Of course. But if people are progressing forward, I am interested. Did they know in Saudi that you're, that you're gay? Uh, is, and that's okay? It, you know, it, was something, it was definitely something like, it was a bit like it was being gay here 20 years ago. Really? It was sort of not discussed. But, you know, at some point I showed photos of my daughter and people asked about mom. And I said, oh, it's two dads. And to some people it was the first time. But no one, they had an awkward moment, a few of them. And then they said, oh, so how does that work? And then they would ask questions. And that person now has met a gay parent. Yeah. Because someone told them, hey, this is who I am. This is my daughter. It probably doesn't happen much in Saudi Arabia. It's, I mean, it's, I mean in some places in Saudi Arabia, it's got to be a death sentence. It's, it's, right. The religious police no longer can make arrests as of February. Why don't I know that? Really? Why don't I know that? I'm a Muslim. Wait, I, wait, 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 wait. The religious what? police, as of February of this year, can no longer make arrests. I, and I was talking that. to a woman who said she wow. had a party. There was music playing. The, they called them religious police, and they said, what do you want us to do? Come and advise? We can't close it. They can't do anything. I was taken on a tour with a woman who had her hair cut, uncovered, face showing the entire time, 
just us walking around bazaars, not one person looked at her strangely, hissed, not one. Why don't I know that? Is because the story is not interesting. That's the Rolling crazy. Stone story gives you to be a villain. But it's and the well, Saudi Arabian story is that all battle. There is, I contend. I, I every time I meet with somebody from Hollywood or somebody from television, they tell me it won't sell. I contend it will. It sell. will in this new era. I believe it will. If we have reached a saturation point of conflict, where reality TV created this conflict that ended up in the biggest boxing match of an election, I think now the pendulum will swing and we can get to a place where people enjoy feeling good. Well, I sure enjoy talking to you. Mm. It's great. Mutual. Mutual. Did you enjoy my sweater or you didn't really... I felt, I was saying, I felt a bit like the new kid in the cafeteria and I felt like you would let me sit at your table and I generally was allowed to... When I leave now, mm-hmm. then I'll know what you really thought of me. But, but I, I felt like a kid at the cafeteria and I felt very welcomed. Well, you are you're very welcomed here. Yeah. And I, I hope to become friends. <laughs> and uh, I've given you my email address. Yes, and yes I you would, have. I would... Uh, and I may give you mine. <laughs> don't. don't. You want to email us at 3 a.m. with new assignments? <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Honestly. And by the way, you can find his article on what he found, and you won't find this anyplace else. You can find it at glenbeck.com. They're just, as, as he said, they're just, they're, they're, nobody wants to print the good news and the things that you aren't hearing. Uh, this is one of those things. You can Let's find it start. at glenbeck.com. Yes, thank you. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645.